All right. Um, as you know, we just started a new series, which I am calling Wisdom for Youth. Wisdom for Youth, Wisdom for um, your age, for your season of life, for teenagers, you can say. Um, wisdom from God's Word, Biblical Wisdom. And for the next several Sundays, we're going to zoom in and focus on specific topics. Okay, last Sunday, if you remember, we just, we just covered chapter 1 of Proverbs, verses 1 through 7. More of, more of an introduction, a background of Solomon and what he wrote. And also the fear of the Lord. That's what we did last Sunday. So starting today, for the next several Sundays, we're going to start zooming in and focusing on specific topics that are pertinent to your, to your life, to your age. And this morning, the first thing I want to look at is what Proverbs has to teach about friendships. Okay, friendships, friends, relationships. Um, let me ask you this question as a way of introdu- introduction. How do you choose your friends? How do you choose your friends? I know that some of you, and I think this is common to, to uh, a lot of people, I th- some of you start with your parents choosing your friends for you, right? They start choosing your friends for you. But, but then once you get older, you start having more freedom of who you want to be friends with because you're starting to uh, expand your, uh, I call them spheres, okay? Spheres of influence. You know, when you're young, you're just, you know, when you're a baby, your sphere is just the carpet. You know, you're just crawling around, right? And then you get older, then now you're walking, your sphere becomes larger. Now it's the whole home. And then you get older, now you have a phone, your sphere goes beyond the walls of your home. And then you become a teenager, you start going to school, you start doing theater and sports, now your spheres are even more, more expanded. So I know that when you're, when you're younger, it starts with mom and dad making decisions, especially with your friends. But then as you guys have experienced or are experiencing, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to um, be on you. And then when you get to college, it's really going to be on you. And then when you, when you choose a, your closest friend who you're going to marry, that's all on you. So, so how do you guys choose friends right now? Yes, Ryan. Similar interests. Interest? Good. Like, give, give me, give me one that you like. Oh, similar interests. That's that's a good one. Yeah, give me one. Yeah. Work in the same place. So you assume that that person is interested in working. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, Rachel. Yeah, you watch them at school, how they act and how they talk. What are you looking for, though? Okay, if, if they're gossip, then, then that's a no-no. Okay, good. Yeah. No, that's good. Right. Yeah, Lexi. Yep, that's a good one. Yes. How do you choose? Yeah. 
you know, people your age and yeah. you're cheating and, and based off of that. So you hang out you, with people your age? Yeah. And then based off of that and how they're behaving, you've been choosing whether or not you want to be friends with them. Okay, you hang out with them your age, you watch their behavior, and then you make a decision depending on how they're behaving. And any, any other way how you guys choose friends? Yes, Grace. What type of influence they have on you? What would be like a big no-no influence that you can't, I can't be your friend and a nice, a good influence and say, man, I, I want that. Causing you to stumble. Pulling you closer to, to God's word. Okay, yeah. To God, to his word. Good, good. Well, well, you guys are way, way ahead uh, at your age than where I was when I was your age. Um, I've told you this before. When I was your age, teen, teenage years, I wasn't a Christian. So I chose friends, friends for selfish reasons. I chose friends who would make me more uh, popular, who, who would make me look cooler. And that was really big. I, I was already 14, 15 when I came here from the Philippines. So everything here was a lot cooler and more popular. So I, right away, I, I've, I felt like a loser. You know, I, I'm not like them. And so I want to be like them. So I need to choose friends who would, who would make me more popular, look cooler, and friends who, who, didn't, who didn't have what I had. That was kind of how I chose friends. Popularity, coolness factor, and the material things that they had. Because I didn't, I didn't have much. And I remember going to school uh, with 40 cents. So, so literal 40 cents, okay, taped, my, that my mom had taped. Because, because I was, um, I was uh, we, we qualified for uh, the, the discount, discounted lunch for the public school. So I would go to the cafeteria and I would pull out this taped up 40 cent roll and uh, I just felt like a loser. You know, all my friends, they were able to buy whatever they wanted. You know, they, they, they are pulling out, you know, cash money. I'm like, man, and I'm holding this heavy uh, 40 cent roll. <laughs> and, I, and I said, man, I, I want to be with those kids. I want to be as cool as them, as popular as them. I, I have 40 cents, that's all I have. And look at them, they're buying whatever they want. They always have money. My mom, always, my mom only gives me 40 cents. So, so I, I chose friends for selfish reasons. Well, that's obviously the wrong way of viewing friendships. Uh, this morning, we, we're going to learn how to view friendships biblically. Okay, what Proverbs, what Solomon has to say about, about friendships. So if you're looking at your handout, we're just going to cover uh, two wisdom principles regarding friendships. Okay, two wisdom principles regarding friendships. And, and as I was studying all of the Proverbs regarding friendships and relationships, I'm like, man, I can't do this in one Sunday. Um, so we're going to do the first wisdom principle today, and then we're, we're going to do the next one uh, next time. Okay, because I think this is really pertinent to your age. Again, you start with your friends are making and choosing friends for you, but then as you grow older, you're going to have to start making that decision. And you better be wise about it. Okay? 
Because your friends are going to influence you. Okay, you get to know somebody and you're like, oh, why is she like that? Why is he like that? Well, look at the people, the people they hang out with. That's why he, she is like that. Okay, great influence. So here's the first wisdom principle regarding friendships. Number one, choose your friends carefully. Pretty straightforward, right? Choose your friends carefully. And we're going to look at it this way. Friends you don't want and friends you do want. Okay, that's how you choose. You, you need to know who to stay away from and you need to know who to stay close with. So friends, friends you don't want. What, what kind of people do your, uh, do your parents tell you not to be friends with? I'm sure your parents have told you that. Hey, don't be friends with. Share that a little bit. Yes, give me one. People who are overly vain and prideful. People are overly vain and prideful. Okay, yep, stay away. What else? Yes, Haven. Disrespectful to their parents. Yeah, what else? Yes, Grace. Say again. Drugs and alcohol. Yes. Yes, you, friends, you don't want. Here's the first one on, on this list. And again, this topic of friendship is so, you know, it's so big that we can have a really, really long list. But I've just, I've just chosen four for each that are, again, very pertinent to your age. Here's the first one. The friends you don't want. Number one, given to pride. Okay, given to pride. And as you guys know, we're studying the book of Proverbs, so there's going to be a lot of looking at verses, lots of flipping around in Proverbs. So go to Proverbs 16. Okay, and, then, and if you're looking at your handout, I've given you like at least three passages that, that talk about whatever the thing that I'm giving you. But uh, for, time, for time's sake, we're not going to cover every single one. But... I hope that you would visit those other passages that we don't cover here this morning. So Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16, verse 5. Everyone who is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Assuredly, he, that proud person, will not be unpunished. Okay, the, the NIV says it this way. The Lord detests. Okay, another word for abomination. Detest, abomination, really, really... Super strong word for, for hate. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will go unpunished. Okay, so you stay away from those kind of people. Uh, go to Proverbs 26. Proverbs 26, verse 12. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? Okay, that's a proud person. Okay, proud heart. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. There's, there's more hope for change. A fool is someone who knows what to do but chooses not to do it, right? There's more hope for that fool to actually change and get better than a person who is wise in his own eyes. This is the person who, uh, who doesn't see his... Uh, let me see if you guys know where I'm taking this from, okay? The wise person is a person who doesn't see his littleness. 
before God's bigness. Therefore, he does not consider other people more important than himself. He doesn't see his littleness before God's bigness. Where did I get that from? Which I add, therefore, he doesn't regard other, more, other people more important than himself. I, I know uh, which D group uh, reads all the time. Yeah, Mr. Norris's group. So boys, um, where did I get that statement from? A, a, a wise person doesn't see his littleness before God's greatness, God's bigness. You don't, have to, you don't have to tell me what page, but from where? Yeah, from that book, okay? From, from this past Wednesday about be humble. Yes. Sorry, a foolish person. Yes. Yes. A f- Sorry, if that confused you, then, then yeah, then, then, it's, then you're, you're right to not know where I got it from. <laughs> the, the person who is wise, you know, wise in his own eyes. Okay, the person who is wise in his own eyes okay, is a person who doesn't see his littleness before God's greatness. Therefore, okay, because this is missing, there's no humility here. Since this is missing, this is missing. Okay, there's no humility here. There's no regarding other people more important than himself. So you stay away from that person. Here's the, here's the second characteristic of a friend you don't want. Given to excess. Okay, excess. E-X-C-E-S-S. Excess. Too much. Okay, too much of stuff. Too much of everything. And that's kind of how I viewed my friends when I was 8th grade, ninth grade. You know, they just had so much. Instead of, instead of that being a warning to me, I, uh, I was blinded to it. I wanted to have everything that they wanted and more. Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21, verse 17. He who loves pleasure, and you can say, you know, physical pleasure, emotional pleasure, all kinds of pleasure, good feeling, you know, just feeling good about yourself from whatever, from material things, from toys, from money, okay, that, 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 pleasure, that pleasure feeling inside of you that you're worshiping, that you wanna that you wanna keep so you you find it from from things. He who loves that loves pleasure will become a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not become rich. Now go to Proverbs twenty three. Okay, just a couple pages. Proverbs twenty three. This is a parallel. Verse twenty. This is a a command. Do not be. Okay, or you can say avoid. Do not be, do not associate, avoid heavy drinkers of wine or with gluttonous eaters of meat. For the heavy drinker and the glutton will come to poverty and drowsiness, meaning laziness or sleepiness, will cause you to clothe yourself with rags. You'll be poor is the point, is the picture there. Now, is it sinful, is it sinful to drink beer and wine? No? Are you sure? Yes, you're sure. Yeah, it's not sinful to drink alcoholic drinks like beer and wine. Um, is it sinful to eat, to eat meat and even prefer it over vegetables? No, no it's not sinful. We just had a, a leaders meeting there the night and I, I, I uh, barbecued smoke a, a 16-pound brisket for all the leaders. And even the vegetarians 
<laughs> Ate up. No, that's not sinful. Okay, that is not sinful. The point here is to avoid people who lack self-control, okay? Who lack self-control. Instead of enjoying things in moderation, they enjoy things in what? Excess. That's the point. They can't be content with what they have. They always want something else and they always want more of it. And over time, they get addicted to it. That's how addiction works. It starts with discontentment. Okay, if someone is addicted to wine, addicted to beer, addicted to smoking, addicted to video games, addicted to whatever, it starts with discontentment. You're not content with what you have. So you start enjoying things, not in moderation any longer, but in excess, and then it becomes an addiction. And Proverbs says, do not associate with those kinds of people. Because you'll end up doing the same thing. You'll want more of things, more clothes, more, more toys, right? The newest thing, the greatest thing. And the more you do that, at the, end of, at the end of your life, you will become poor. Because you've worshipped pleasure. You've worshipped having more stuff. Number three. Given to sensuality. Or, or lust. Sexual lust is what I want to get at here. Sensuality. I want you to go to Proverbs 5. Proverbs chapter 5, starting in verse 1. Okay, if you want, if you want um, a passage about, about sexual immorality, sensuality, sexual lust, um, Make sure that you know Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. Okay, 5, 6, and 7. It's all about that. Okay, Proverbs 5, 6, and 7. We'll just look at chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 1. My son, remember this is Solomon teaching his sons, very young, your age, or even younger than you guys. My son, give attention to my wisdom. Incline your ear to my understanding. Why, Dad? Why, Solomon? so that you may observe discretion and your lips may reserve knowledge. Okay, why is discretion important, Solomon? Why is knowledge uh, is exactly what I need? Verse 3, because it's going to protect you from sensuality. Verse 3, because for the lips of an adulteress drip honey and smoother than oil is her speech. Uh, this is the honey lip lady. Uh, we call we call we call her adulteress. Okay, uh, chapter uh, verse three calls her an adulteress. Okay, and a, an adulteress is someone who is not. Um, you can say who is not married and wants to have romantic relationships with another person she's not or he's not married to. That can be an adulterer. Uh, an, uh, another uh, another way of explaining it is an adult adulteress would be uh, someone who is married but wants to have romantic relationships with someone she's not married to. It's just not allowed. It's not someone you're married to, whether you're single or already married, and you want to have sexual relationship with that person. Okay? And let me just, let me just uh, be clear with you students. Sexual relationship is not just having sex. Sexual relationship is any relationship that is sensual or sexual in its nature. Solomon is teaching his sons, his teenage sons, kids, saying, make sure you have wisdom, make sure you listen to me, 
Because when the women, when the guys start speaking, make sure that you can discern that my wisdom is what's true and what they're going to tell you is, is not true. Because that's how they get you. Okay, look at, look at verse 4. But in the end, so she might say, say things that flatter you, nice things, honey lips type of stuff. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold of Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways are unstable. She's, she does not know it. Solomon's saying, be careful who you associate with. There are people out there who use their words to flatter, okay, and use their looks to entice you. To do what? To commit sexual sin. They're going to use their words to flatter you and they're going to use their looks to entice you. Look at verse 7. Now then, my sons, listen to me and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her. Okay, today you, the youth, you know, your age wants to get as close as possible without falling. You know, get as close as, as possible to the Grand Canyon ledge without falling. And, and Solomon is saying, no, you keep your way far from her. And do not go near the door of her house. Meaning that his sons probably knew where she lived. You guys know where you're tempted. You guys know the, the apps and the websites and the people at school. You guys know. Okay, don't say, oh, I didn't know. No, you know. <laughs> you know. And so I'm saying, you keep, you keep your way far from her and do not even go near the door of her house. You run away from this person, Solomon's saying. If you don't, you'll suffer. Look at verse 9. If you don't, you will suffer. Verse 9, or you will give your vigor to others and your years to the cruel one. And strangers will be filled with your strength and your hard-earned goods will go to the house of an alien. And you groan at your final end when your flesh and your body are consumed because you've been so sexual and sensual. And you say, oh, how I have hated instruction. Man, I hated it. My dad kept telling me, listen to me. My mom kept saying, listen to me. My pastor warned me when I was a teenager. Now I'm in college. Everything has been consumed. How I have hated instruction and my heart spurned reproof. I have not listened to the voice of my teachers nor inclined my ear to my instructors. So students, if you know people who are given to sensuality, uh, impurity like this lady here, uh, even like pornography, uh, impure speech, sexual speech, inappropriate text messages, if you know people like that, you lovingly, boldly, okay, confront them and you talk to your parents and you talk to me about it. Because, as you can see, it only leads to two things. Suffering and regret. It only leads to those two things. You're going to suffer, Solomon says, and you will regret it and say, Ah, oh, how I have hated instruction. Now I'm groaning at the end of my day, my life, because I'm suffering for it. The last thing you want to do, students, is overestimate yourself. Oh, I'm fine with a phone. I'm not saying that phone is bad. I'm fine with uh, whatever the... What's the one that you send something and then it goes away? What is it? 
Snapchat. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I can handle that. I'm fine going out to the party uh, after school. I'm going, going, I'm fine going to the movies with these acquaintances and friends watching this movie. I'm fine. I'm fine. That's your first problem, students. You overestimate yourself. And your second problem is you underestimate temptations. Ah, I can handle it. It's no, no big deal. I've seen it before. Right? Ah, I've had the phone for a long time. Ah, it's fine. You know, I'll take it in my room. It's fine, mom. It's fine. Right? You overestimate yourself and then you underestimate temptation. If you do that, you'll fall into sexual sin. And like I said, it only leads to two things. Consequences, suffering, and regret. That's it. Can the Lord forgive that? Yes. I've been forgiven of much. But do you, do, do, are you going to wear the scars for the rest of your life? You bet you will. Fourthly, okay, given to wickedness. Given to wickedness. You don't want that person. Go all the way to Proverbs chapter 1. Chapter 1, verse 10. It's interesting because, you know, we covered 1 through 7 last Sunday, which is the introduction, the foundation of the book of Proverbs. And then right away, what does Solomon want to teach his kids about friends? Not, not, not the type of friends you want to have, but the type of friends you don't want to have. And that's what, exactly what he does here. Chapter 1, verse 10. My son, if sinners entice you, okay, if they, uh, uh, what do we say today? Peer pressure you. Okay? If they peer pressure you, do not consent. Don't give in. Don't say yes. Do not consent. If they say, oh, come with us. Let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without cause. Now, I know that this is, you know, pretty, pretty intense, graphic. You know, these sinners are enticing uh, his son to commit something that's very wicked. You know, taking advantage of someone or killing someone. Um, but, but you can apply this to any temptation that sinners are enticing you to commit with them. If they say, come with us, lie and wait for blood, let us ambush the innocent without cause, let us swallow them alive like Sheol, even whole as those who go down to the pit. And here's what we're going to do. We will find all kinds of precious wealth from them. We'll take stuff from them. We will fill our houses with spoil. And you know what? You know what? Since there's a lot of us, throw in your lot with us. We shall all have one purse. We'll share it. You just help us, buddy, and we'll share the, we'll split, we'll split what we get. Verse 15, Solomon says, My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your feet far, far, far from their path. So any, any person who's, uh, you know, who, who, who likes wickedness, uh, violence, uh, you know, just wants to like do something evil, you know, kind of has that itch, like, oh, you know, just want to do something bad or hurt people, you stay away. Keep your feet far from their path, Solomon says. When I was your age, I thought the coolest kids were the bullies. Any, anyone uh, used to think like that? I hope it's used to think like that. But anyone other than me? Okay, two of us, three, yep, all of us. Uh, when I was your age, I thought... Those were the coolest kids, the bullies. You know, I didn't want to do, uh, this is how it started for me. I didn't want to do the wicked things they were doing. You know, like talking back to their teachers, you know, cheating, 
in class or doing, you know, uh, sinful, illegal things after school. I didn't really want to do those things, but because I wanted to be popular and cool, I started befriending them. And then eventually, next thing you know, I started doing the things they were doing. Um, in, I think, eighth grade or ninth grade, I got in a lot of fights and even got suspended. And then I was thinking, I did, I remember, I did tell myself I would never do those things that they were doing, but now I'm doing them. Because I did not, I did not obey what Proverbs 1 is saying here. Do not walk in the way with them. Keep your feet far from them. If they entice you, peer pressure you, do not consent. Do not say yes. You actually run the other way, Solomon's saying. You guys know what 1 Corinthians 15.33 say? If you can have one verse that kind of uh, uh, takes all of these Proverbs that we looked at, friends you don't want, it's 1 Corinthians 15.33. Bad company corrupts good character. Okay, don't overestimate yourself and say, I, I, I will be the influence. I'll show them. They can't influence me. I'll show them. I'll, I'll give them Jesus and they'll all be saved. Don't overestimate that and don't underestimate them. Okay, sensuality, wickedness, pride, love of excess, very powerful influencing stuff. And next thing you know, your good morals, your good character will be corrupted. Letter B, friends you do want. Okay, friends you do want. What kind of people do your parents tell you to be friends with? Yes. Friends that will sharpen you. Will sharpen you? Like, so that you have sharp words? No. Um. Challenge you, yep. Grow you. What else? Yes. What's that? They fear and love the Lord. Yeah. Just two parents? Yes, Grace. Who genuinely care about you. That's a good one. Just three parents? Yes. Yeah, love you enough to correct you. Yes, love enough to tell you something that's hard to say. Um, that's good. Uh, yeah, a, a couple of those are on my list. Here's the first one, fears the Lord. Okay, you want a friend who fears the Lord. Remember our definition of fear of the Lord, right? It's to make moral, what? To fear the Lord is to make moral decisions um, that are pleasing to God because of who He is and what He's done for you. That's to fear the Lord. It's always ethical. It's always moral. If you fear the Lord, you will make moral decisions that please Him because you know who He is. He's your Creator. And you know what he's done for you. He sent his son to die for your sins. So that's the fear of the Lord. That's the kind of friend you're looking for. So a friend who fears the Lord hates what God hates. Okay, Proverbs 8. A friend who fears the Lord 
hates what God hates. Proverbs 8, verse 13. He hates what God hates. Here's what I'm talking about. Why, why the fear of the Lord is, is always moral and ethical. It always, uh, it, it's always seen in what you do. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance in the evil way and the perverted mouth I hate. That's the kind of friend you want. Who knows what's evil and what's good. A, a, a friend who, who fears the Lord and if he fears the Lord, he's going to hate what God hates. Secondly, a friend who fears the Lord enjoys a blessed life. He enjoys a happy life. Look at Proverbs 28. Proverbs 28, verse 14. A friend who fears the Lord is blessed, is happy. How blessed or how happy is the man who fears always. Talking about fear of the Lord. But he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. So a friend who fears the Lord hates what God hates. He uh, enjoys a blessed life. And thirdly, a friend who fears the Lord is commendable. Okay, this is, this is a friend who is praiseworthy. Where does it say, ladies? Uh, don't look at my handout. Okay, where does it say that a woman, a young lady who fears the Lord is worthy to be praised? Where does it say that? Yes, Haven. Proverbs 31. Good. Who, who can help her with the verse? Yes. 30. Okay, go there real quick. Proverbs 31, 30. I know it's just specifically talking about a woman, right? Ladies, but, but guys, you know, anyone who fears the Lord is worthy to be praised, is commendable. Proverbs 30, 31, verse 30. Okay? Repeat it with me, uh, all of you. Charm is deceptive. Beauty is what? Vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Okay, again, you're, you, you start with your, with your parents choosing your friends for you. And then you start exploring that. And you start making decisions who you want to be friends with. And then next thing you know, out of your friends, you'll choose your spouse. Your future husband. Your future wife. And here... Psalm is saying, charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting. Okay, it's useless, actually, is the word there. It, it's, it's here and gone. But a woman who fears the Lord, that's the one you want. Okay, ladies, stay away from other ladies who are all about themselves. Okay, ladies who worship their looks instead of focusing on their heart. Ladies who wish they looked like someone else instead of being content with how God made them. Stay away from those ladies. Okay, discontent, how, how, discontent with their height, you know, discontent with their weight, and they look at all these pictures, they watch all these movies, read all these, these books, and they're always saying, ah, oh, you know, I wish I was like that, I wish I had that, I wish my, my hair was like that. Um, that's not a good influence. So I'm saying, hey, charm, okay, and beauty, they are deceptive because they actually can hide what's deep down. Okay, and they are fleeting, meaning they can be here until you're, I don't know, uh, 
68 maybe. It just depends on your genes. But they'll be here for a little bit, but then they're gone. Then what, what do you have? You know, nothing. And guys, Solomon's not saying that you should stay away from pretty girls. Okay, that's not what he is saying. Okay, I, I was discipling a young guy a long, long time ago, and I, I read this because he's like, he's just, he just, he would get entangled with, with the wrong girls. And he would be all heartbroken, you know, I'll be single for, you know, for the rest of my life, you know. And I took him here and he said, he, he kind of said, so you're telling me to find an ugly girl and marry her. I'm like, I'm not saying that. That's not what Solomon is saying. Okay, so guys, Solomon's not saying that you should stay away from pretty girls. His point is to not be deceived by the charm and beauty of girls. Okay, that shouldn't even be a, a thing, really. Okay, you do notice it because it's external. You may appreciate it, you know, because you're going to be attract, attracted to specific things, but, but it doesn't carry a lot of weight because those things can actually deceive you. Okay, and then next thing you know, it's gone. Right? Don't be deceived by their charm and beauty. Why? Because those things change and they go away. What matters most is if they fear the Lord. If they fear the Lord, they are always going to make moral decisions that please the Lord because they know who He is and what He's done for them. That's what you want. Okay, not vain ladies, not vain guys, all about their, you know, arms, flexing their arms. And ladies who are always taking pictures of themselves and putting filters so that they look better. You don't want that. You want the fear of the Lord. That's what you want from friends and especially from your future husband or wife. What do you guys think? Did, did that kind of grab you a little bit? Yeah, it should. Okay, because your friends, especially who you're going to marry, will have one of the greatest influence okay, in your life. If you're all about looks, guys, girls not going to go well for you find a friend who fears the lord uh secondly a friend who pursues wisdom a friend who pursues wisdom remember our biblical uh definition of wisdom it's not uh it's not intellectual wisdom that solomon is talking about here it's not you know drinking a ton of essence of chicken so that you can be smart okay it's not that biblical wisdom is to be skilled in living out your life in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. That's a wise person. A wise person is a person who is skilled at that, growing in that skill of living his life in a way that's, that pleases the Lord. It has nothing to do with, with intellectual wisdom. It has nothing to do with your IQ or SAT scores or where you go to college or even if you do go to college. It's to be skilled in living your life in a way that pleases God. So here are some passages from Proverbs. A wise friend knows the, the, that the way he lives his life can affect his parents positively or negatively. Proverbs chapter 10. Okay, a wise friend knows that the way he lives his life affects his parents in a positive way or a negative way. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 1. A wise son makes a father what? Glad. Glad. Okay? 
But a foolish son is a what to his mother? Sorrow. Sorrow or grief. Okay, you want a friend, like Haven was saying, who respects his parents or her parents because he's wise. He knows. He knows that how he lives his life affects his parents. He's not just, oh, I'm a teenager. Whatever I do, I do. You know, it doesn't affect my family. No, it does. You can either be a... a uh, a way of making your parents glad or or making them sorrowful. A wise friend knows that he can't trust himself and that he needs counsel and advice from others. Look at Proverbs chapter 12. He knows. He's wise, a wise friend is wise enough to know that he can't trust himself and that he needs a lot of help. Okay? Proverbs chapter 12 verse 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. You guys ever experienced that? You know, you think of something, you're like, man, this is, this is the right thing. I, I swear it's the right thing. I'm confident it's the right thing. It, it just makes sense. You guys ever thought that and then it wasn't the right thing? <laughs> yeah, I still do. You know, I still do. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is... He who listens to counsel. He who listens to advice. He's wise enough to know that he doesn't know everything. Therefore, he is open okay, to wisdom from more mature people. He actually seeks after counsel and wisdom and advice. He doesn't say, hey, just so you know, okay, pray for me because I'm doing this. Hey, just so you know, pray for me because I'm, I'm dating this person. Hey, just so you know, pray for me because I'm buying this thing. No, that's, that's the fool. The wise person says, Hey, I, I want to buy this. What do you think? Hey, I want to date this person. What do you think? That's the wise person. Okay, the person who says, Yeah, I think I got it. I think it's the right thing. I think it's the best thing. So I'll, I just want to let you guys know, just FYI, that's a fool. Because he's not open to wisdom. He's not seeking Advice and counsel. Thirdly, a wise friend knows that living a life in a way that's pleasing to the Lord has great influence on his friends. Okay, it affects his parents. He seeks counsel from others and it, it influences his friends. Proverbs 13. Proverbs 13 verse 20. He who walks with wise men, okay, not smart people, not book smart people, okay, people who are good at living their lives in a way that pleases God, okay, that, that wise, that biblical wisdom. He who walks with wise men will be what? Wise. Again, the influence of your friends, okay, but the companion of fools will what? Suffer harm. Thirdly, Okay, you want a friend who shows teachability. Teachability. You want a friend who is teachable. One of the greatest proofs of humility is, I think, teachability. If someone, if someone is teachable, they don't have to tell me they're humble. I know that they are humble because they are teachable. Okay, mark, mark, mark that, students. One of the greatest proofs of humility is teachability. If you're teachable, you're humble. Why? Why? Because you admit that you don't know everything and that you need help. 
Okay, that's a great sign of humility. If you're teachable, you do admit that you don't know everything, that you need help. You want a friend who's teachable under God. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, verse 11. A friend who's teachable under God. Proverbs 3, 11. My son, do not reject the discipline, or you can say instruction, of the Lord. Do not reject that, my son, or loathe. Loathe is like, you know, you, you don't have to say it, but deep down you're like, ugh. You know, that attitude. Or loathe his reproof or, or correction. For whom the Lord loves, he reproves, he corrects, he disciplines, even as a father corrects a son in whom he delights. So you want a friend who is teachable under God. Secondly, you want a friend who is teachable under mature people. Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12, verse 1. Okay, you want a friend who is teachable under other people especially more mature people, especially older people. Proverbs 12.1 Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Okay, whoever loves instruction to be taught, to be instructed, um, he loves knowledge. But he who hates reproof is what? Stupid. Someone who doesn't want to be corrected, someone who doesn't want to be taught, someone who doesn't want to listen to advice, is stupid. That's what it's saying. Thirdly, you want a friend who is teachable under their parents. Proverbs 13, verse 1. A wise son accepts his father's discipline. Again, it's, it's instruction and discipline. A wise, son, a wise son accepts his father's discipline, but a scoffer. Okay, who, who, who talks back to his parents and who, talk, who, who talks bad about his parents, a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. When I was your age, I wasn't a good example to uh, my friends. I wasn't this wise person here because I wasn't teachable under my parents. I viewed them as old school. Okay, I started getting more freedom, you know, once I got into the teen years and even in the college years uh, but specifically when I was still living with them while I was in high school every time they would not give me a permission to do something my response would be you don't know what you guys are talking about this is America we no longer live in the Philippines things are different here that was my response I wasn't teachable I was a scoffer you, you want a friend who is teachable, Solomon's saying. Fourthly, lastly, a friend who de demonstrates loyalty. Someone who is loyal, trustworthy. Proverbs 18, 24. Eighteen twenty four. A man of too many friends comes to ruin. I was thinking about this this morning. I looked, I looked at Facebook, how many friends I have on Facebook, which, by the way, are not real friends. You know, I have 1,325 friends on Facebook. If I had that many friends physically, this would be true about me. A, wise son, uh, um, a man of too many friends comes to ruin. 
What does that mean? It's just, just because you have many friends doesn't mean that you have many loyal friends and reliable friends. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That's who you want. A friend who sticks closer than a brother. The point there is someone who loves you and cares for you and trustworthy and loyal to you. That even though you have 1,325 friends, um, there's always that one who sticks closer than a brother. Someone you can depend on. That's who you want. Any questions before we, uh, before we close? <clears throat> friends to avoid and friends to pursue? Again, the list can be longer, and I, I, hope, I hope you'd go home and talk to your parents about this and say, hey, tell us, tell us about how you went about this when you were my age. They'd probably have stories like, like me. But then I want you guys to ask, okay, uh, tell me who to avoid and tell me who to pursue. Okay, and here's the list from Proverbs. What do you, what do you think? And just have a nice conversation with, with your parents. That's, that's where you start, guys, because later on when you don't have your parents, you're going to have to start making this decision on your own. And it's pretty scary because who you choose will influence you. And who you choose, you'll most likely probably end up marrying. And then for the rest of your life, that person is going to influence you. Okay? Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that it addresses so many things that, 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 uh, that we need to understand and learn, especially relationships and friendships. There, there are so much more we could, we could look, look at in, in your word, but I hope that these principles are going to uh, provide wisdom for the students, uh, that, that they would apply them and believe them because there is blessing when we apply these things and believe them but there there are consequences and regret if we choose wrongly so help the students to choose their friends carefully that 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 it's all about um what your word has to say not preferences so much not not likes and dislikes uh those things those things uh play but but it's really what you say uh, when it comes to relationships. Um, thank you for this morning. And we ask that you would bless our, our day in Jesus' name. Amen.